Hey everyone, I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to Do I Like This, the podcast. Yay! This is the podcast where I choose to bring bad horror movies to my wife instead of arguing over a Red Sox and Yankees game. Oh boy, yes. Mostly because my team's winning right now. (laughs) Oh, I heard. I'm getting text updates. Oh, it's plenty of time, but it feels good to be on the right (laughs) side of of history. Anyways, this week, speaking of the right side of history... Uh, we go back in time to, mm-hmm. well, Sam, why don't you set it up a little bit? Yeah, so we were trying to figure out, everybody does like October theme because it's Halloween, whatever. And we're like, okay, we do horror, we do sci-fi, we do, we just do like weird shitty movies. And most of them tend to come from those genres because they do. It's what I like. It's the right. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so... We were talking, like, what can we do that's sort of like us? That's mm. like silly because we're we're more silly than anything. And I have a lot of weird things from when I was a child that I'm afraid of or am haunted by. I guess you could say. <laughs> so many questions we laugh about often, and a lot of them are movies. So we decided to watch a bunch of fucking weird movies that, for some reason, my parents let me watch when I was a child that have, like, haunted my life since then. Because I'm pretty sure you haven't seen any of the movies on the list, right? Only one, potentially, but it's up for grabs. So at this point, yeah, week one, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, week one is, Wow. So this movie, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who was haunted by it because it's very creepy. We did Return to Oz, the um, direct sequel to (laughs) the, I think, (laughs) Warner Brothers or MGM, whatever. Disney. No, Disney didn't do the original. Oh, you're right. The the original. Disney's the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. The original uh, Judy Garland, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You might have heard of it. You know, cotton candy movie. Yellow Brick Road. And then we have this legitimate horror show of a movie from 1985. Yep. So I saw this. I don't remember when I saw it, but I was very young. I couldn't have been more Jesus than like five Christ. or six years old. Oh, I, oh my God. I really could not have been that much older. Only because... I just remember being afraid of so many things from the movie yeah, and trying to fall asleep in our bunk beds. And then we only had those bunk beds until I was like eight or nine. So uh, that's kind of how I know that I was very young because <laughs> we were still in the bunk beds. And so I haven't seen it since ever. I've seen pictures of it because a lot of people know about it and you'll see like random, like the wheelers or little baby Feruza bulk or whatever. So I was watching it, you know, we watched it again for the first time in, I don't fucking know, 30 years. And I'm like, Oh, that looks familiar. Oh, I feel like I remember this. And then also moments of, of me exclaiming loudly, who the fuck let me watch this? This is terrifying. Because it, or I think it was set up as a kid's movie. And I really don't think it's a kid's movie. But we'll talk about that. 
as time goes on. I would argue this is one of the darkest movies Disney has made. You know, back in that time period, Disney made a lot of real creepers. And I think this might be up there. They what the Watcher in the Woods? I think it was Betty Davis or something. My grandma let us watch it, and it was real creepy. And then, like the Escape to Witch Mountain, all that fucking stuff. Remember those? Those were those were creepy. No, those are more things I'll have to see because apparently my parents did not want me to be horrified as a child. <laughs> yeah, your parents just let you watch The Undertaker on WWE and yeah, have nightmares about him. I had enough fear in my life as a young child from television. They're like, don't, don't give him more. Don't give him more. He's right. already going to be anxious. So the IMDB tagline for this is, Dorothy, saved from a psychiatric experiment by a mysterious girl, is somehow called back to Oz when a vain witch and the Gnome King destroy everything that makes the magical land beautiful. Um, sure. Makes as much sense as this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. My first impression, so seeing as I was the one who had never seen this, was, that's Dorothy? Oh, yeah. We got about 15 minutes into the movie when it was established already that she was Dorothy and had been to Oz, and that the movie takes place six months after her return. And Ian turned to me and goes, wait a second. She's Dorothy? Like, Dorothy, Dorothy? (laughs) (laughs) For the record, Sam, correct me if I'm wrong, Dorothy, played by Judy Garland, was like a kind of grown-up teenager. Yeah, she looked like she was about 30, and Feruza Balk in this movie (laughs) looks like she's maybe 10. Maybe. 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 She is a small child in this movie. Absolutely. It it was, it's very strange. It's a strange setup. I I was completely confused by it, because they say six months later... And they call her Dorothy, and you have Toto, and it's everyone, and it's just such a wacky start. And that was when I knew I was in for something. I really didn't remember any of the premise whatsoever. Part of me didn't remember that she was Dorothy. I thought she was just like some girl that goes to Oz. And then when the movie started and and it's established that she's Dorothy, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. That's weird, but Sure. sure. Whatever. I feel like it would have made more sense if it was... Some random girl who goes to Oz. That's what trauma will do to you, Sam. You just won't remember things because your brain says this is not something you should remember seeing. Yes, we know that. I think I taught you that. (laughs) I know, I know. And I applied it. (laughs) So yeah, take us away. Let's just dive right into this multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. So it's nighttime. Dorothy's in bed looking out the window. She's got Toto in her bed. Aunt M comes to check on her because Dorothy can't sleep. And Aunt M is played by Piper Laurie uh, of, you know, many things, including Twin Peaks. And then Uncle Henry's in the other room. And he's reading a newspaper clipping about electric healing. So it's basically... Electroconvulsive therapy, probably. They don't actually say that. Turn your brain into mush. Yeah. But it's 1899. We'll sell you anything. Right. We're just, listen, we're going to have a whole conversation about that when the doctor gets involved and starts talking about the process. It's pretty horrifying. It's good science, guys. Yeah. So Aunt Em and Uncle Henry are talking about how they have to pay for this treatment and how it's expensive and they had to borrow money because Dorothy just keeps talking about Oz and 
it's not real and they think, you know, oh, she was traumatized by the tornado and the house being destroyed and concerned about her mental health, apparently. For a second, as he was opening the magazine and he was like hobbling around the kitchen, I thought he was mm-hmm. looking for something for himself because they didn't really set it up well before the next conversation. So I was like, oh, is this a movie about the uncle getting electroshock therapy? <laughs> I was very confused. So yeah, here's where it's established. It's been six months. She shouldn't be having these like visions and dreams anymore. And then Dorothy sees a shooting star out the window and she's like, Toto. A shooting star, Tana! Tana's a shooting star! And Ian and I are like, what the fuck? Because then nothing comes of it immediately. We're like, okay. I thought she was going to like get out of bed and like go running outside. You should see what happens when the wind blows. She loses her mind. (laughs) So now it's the next day and she goes outside to tend to the chickens and there's a chicken named Belina, (laughs) which becomes very important as the movie goes on. Okay, if you had asked me in this moment, hey, this chicken, <laughs> it's gonna. Be what the, do you think its role is gonna be in the film? One of the main characters of the movie. I'm not gonna tell you shitting an egg into the mouth of a mountain <laughs> and saving the day. <laughs> Let alone ever speaking. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Belina is the star of this movie, but we'll get to her. Oh, ooh, it's her TikTok. Yeah. Yep. It's it's her. Let's be serious. We'll just put that up front. Her one-liners. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll put that up front. So so Ian's spoiling the movie for us, but Belina has a larger role to play. <laughs> it's been out oh, since 85. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's older than most of the people listening. So Dorothy's out with the chickens talking to Belina. Like, Belina, where's your egg? Where did, did you not lay an egg? If you don't lay an egg, Annie, Emma's going to eat you. So as she's looking through the straw for an egg, she finds an old key and it has a symbol that kind of looks like it could be an O and a Z. She says, my friend sent this key to me on the shooting star. And that's where that comes together. There's lots of moments like that throughout the movie. So she shows Annie M the old key and says, my friend sent it to me on a star and Anne M is like, mm, okay. And she's like, listen, that's our old key that got lost in the tornado. You need to stop. Just stop talking about Oz. And she's like, you're of no use to me anymore. And then she points at Uncle Henry, who's sitting on the porch wrapped in a blanket of, of a house that's halfway built, let's say, because the tornado is had r- ravaged the house and he broke his leg or something. And she's like, and this motherfucker, he's useless too. Like, I'm doing everything by myself. Winter is coming. The house isn't finished. What the fuck? Everybody's losing their minds around me. It's kind of what's mm-hmm. the the gist of the conversation. This is sort of setting up. All right, Dorothy, we're going to take you to go get some treatment because this is not working out for anybody. So then in the next scene, Aunt Em and Dorothy are riding off in their wagon to go see the doctor. Toto is like barking along behind them, but she ultimately leaves, ultimately leaves him behind, which is fine because I fucking hate little dogs like that. And if it was like barking like that throughout the whole movie, I would have not been able to watch it. Terrier barking. No, thank you. That wasn't a Cairn Terrier, though. That was just like a regular gross terrier. Maybe the original was, but I don't know if this one was. Oh, uh, who knows? You mean it wasn't Whatever. the same dog? <laughs> 
bullshit. Because the only I only know one other Karen Terrier, Mrs. O, and I love her, and she's so sweet and adorable. And mm-hmm. I just don't like terriers in general, but that's just me. I like big, fat, slobbery dogs. You got one. Now, yeah, I got one. <laughs> you got all the slobbers you'll oh ever need. Oh, my God. <laughs> For real. Dog anxiety is a thing, and it comes out in excessive licking, and it's real gross. Yep. So they're going to see the doctor in a wagon, and it looks like the like Wild West ghost town that they're riding through. <laughs> Dude, it looks like Red Dead Redemption. It was. It was, but it was like one of the like ramshackle towns in Red Dead Redemption, where like three people live there. Which would have been totally fine if the next thing we come on to isn't what we come on to, a Victorian like modern house with electricity yes. and paved driveway. It looked. It was very bizarre in the middle of the woods. By the way, in Kansas, still, yeah. Well, because the town that they were just riding through was a desert, a flat, expansive desert. And then suddenly we're in the woods in a Victorian mansion, like Ian said, with electricity, which is important. It felt like we were in New England and... A sign of things to come, one might say. (laughs) So we get a scene where Dorothy and Auntie M are in the doctor's office and he's asking Dorothy about Oz. And this is where we get like the first really dark and very bizarre moment that I looked at Ian. I was like, what? Yeah, this was fucked up. This is a children's movie. It was an eighties children's movie. (laughs) Right. She starts talking about the Oz monsters because they all sound like monsters, frankly. The Tin Man had an enchanted axe and started chopping off his own limbs to turn to tin. Right? Am I wrong? No, you're right. But the story was the Tin Man had accidentally lost a leg and it was replaced with tin. And then Uh the evil witch, whichever one, cursed his axe to make it unquenchable thirst for chopping off the rest of his limbs. And all of him, he was finally all replaced with tin. It was fucked up. Yeah, and then she even says, even his head before they cut him off, before they, they cut her off. And I'm like, okay, 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 we, we're we good. We got it. We've terrified we the it. children. We're good. And she's super nonchalant about it, which made me feel a little nervous for her. So here's the thing. Let me just say this right up front. I was reading a little trivia about this. Mm-hmm. Have you read any of the Oz books? No. Nope. I, I tried, and... They're awful. Sorry, Frank Albaum. I never cracked you open. Yeah, sorry. I, I I couldn't do it. I tried when I was a kid. I tried when I was a teenager. I tried when I was adult and I, an adult, and I just I, they're unreadable to me. To me, I just don't like the story. And she read Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. Some of the lore, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. because I did read a few of the Wicked books before those just became too much for me. And a lot of those are based on the Frank Baum books. Mm-hmm. I read a couple of those. But this movie apparently takes almost all of the plot points, characters, and source material from two of the sequels to the original Oz book 
including like this Tin Man situation, the the um, the villains, as we will get to later, mm-hmm. like almost exactly. I think the only thing made up for the movie were the Wheelers, which is insane to me because this movie is insane. Yeah, if you told me this was taken from a fan fiction, I would have believed you. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into more of that, but I just wanted to say that up front cuz I'm pretty sure the Tin Man thing is f- is what happens in the books. I mean, awesome and horrifying. Right. So those books are are creepy. Compared to the original, this felt a lot closer to like Grimm's fairy tales. Yes. Yeah. Than it did what I thought the return to Oz would be. Mhm. It's just unexpected. Yes. It was a little expected because I have vague, I had vague recollections of being very afraid of certain things. But as an adult taking it in, I was like, what the fuck? I wonder why I had nightmares. He asks her, how'd you get home? She's like, Ruby slippers. He's like, where are they? And she says, oh, they fell off on the way back. And and the doctor and Auntie M look at each other like, mm-hmm, of course they did. <laughs> so they it's very obvious that these adults are like, this kid's not okay. And and Fruza Balk just like doesn't even have she has like no sense of self-preservation. She's not realizing that the more she talks about Oz, the more the adults around her are wanting to like strap her down and plug her into something to you know fry her brain essentially at this point in time so what i really liked about that though is she went through these things in her mind so Mm -hmm. she has no defenses up to suspect that telling the truth could have any detrimental impact on her well-being no i and and i understand that and that's obviously like what they're going for here and that's like how you should be really like as a kid anyway And an adult. But when people are looking at you like, bitch, you're crazy. And your aunt's mm-hmm. like, dude, stop talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> she just keeps talking about it. It's like, girl, you in danger. Because <laughs> what happens next, Ian? So let's talk some 1899 brain science, Sam. Yeah, so uh, the doctor pulls out this machine he calls an electrical marvel. <laughs> oh, boy. And he says it'll help you to... F- be able to sleep and it'll help with your waking visions. And he's pointing it out. It's got all these dials and knobs and a glass pane over it. So it's a little reflective, which is important in a little bit. And he's like, look, it has a face. See? Oh, there's its eyes and its nose, like trying to, you know, look dumb child. Let me distract yeah. you. And I actually, when he was doing that, I was like, oh God, I remember that. Like, that's very familiar to me. And then as he's doing this, Farusa Balk or Dorothy sees a blonde girl in the window behind her in the reflection of this thing. Mm-hmm. And she turns around and, and like, looks at her, whatever, as the doctor is going through his spiel talking about what the machine does. So, yeah, he's giving his spiel and he's basically saying that this machine essentially is going to harness the excess currents in the brain. I don't know what they're going to do with the currents, but he's going to harness them. I assume charge a Game Boy. Oh, that's smart. 
Mm-hmm. The the original Game Boy released in 1899. Yeah, you know how long road trips are back in 1899? <laughs> that battery is not going to last. <laughs> the, the, the original battery lasted maybe 20 minutes anyway, so. Dude, and if they're trying to play a Game Gear, oh, they're fucked. Oh, God. <laughs> that battery dies in five seconds. I had a Game Gear, and you are right on point. I had the AC adapter for the car. You had to have the AC adapter because otherwise you don't have a working Game Gear. Right. You couldn't play it without it being plugged in. What's the fucking point? Do you want to get to the menu of the Sonic cartridge and then have it shut off? Game Gear. Yeah. I still have it around here somewhere. I should charge it up. <laughs> Battery <laughs> technology has not advanced far enough. <laughs> we have to plug that into our solar panels. Oh, for real. Then maybe it'll last like a half hour. Dude, that's a great adapter. A solar panel that you put on like the back of a Game Gear when you're playing outside because yeah. you could actually see that one outside. It wouldn't work for a Game Boy because you once there was a little light on the screen, you couldn't play. I think that there's not enough power from the sun to feed a Game Gear. Yeah. <laughs> it would Game take Gear, the man. light of a thousand suns to play an hour of Aladdin. I think Game Gear is the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> God damn game <laughs> Sega. <laughs> so now we get Auntie M is leaving Dorothy for the night at this place. She's like, I gotta get back before the sun goes down. And Ian and I are like, wait, what? Yeah. What, what are you doing? <laughs> wait a minute. Your child is about to go through a scary brain procedure and you're just piecing the fuck. To be fair. Auntie M's personality of this movie so far has been like, I'm fucking sick of this kid. I just need, and my husband, I need some alone time. So I wasn't surprised when she pulled this. It's like, I just need a ride by myself for a little while. Girl, I get it. I've been there. I'm a woman in 1899. The world has (laughs) fucked me over. I just need a little time. And she's not wrong. That's also, I think, kind of like Piper Laurie's countenance at all times. She's just like, hmm whatever she's great at it like no fault on her own so here's where we meet the head nurse whose name i don't remember but she is scary uh scary scaryton yeah she's wearing a beautiful victorian gothic high-necked lacy black dress that i love and i want she's perfect for the role that they're trying to have her do so good so listen you know who she is i knew she looked familiar the whole time Mm. did you ever see the movie willow no Oh, Ian, what the fuck? I remember kids talking about it because I'd missed a day of school and they had played it and everyone being like, everyone was crying yesterday. Why would you cry at Willow? Oh, no, no, wait, not Willow. That was um, uh, Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> oh, God. That's not even movie. in the same I realm. Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why are they crying at Willow? Were they afraid? <laughs> I think we've made it very clear that I have not seen a lot of movies I should have. And this is where that comes back to really hurt me. <laughs> the Bridge of Terapithia. <laughs> Sorry, I love you. Also known as, hey, you want to cry as a middle schooler? Watch this movie. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, horrible. Don't show that to children, please. That, that Dude, goes in. That is right under Return to Oz. Don't one. show these to kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, show them Call of the Wild. Let's get some good movies for teen, for middle school kids. <laughs> No, Ian, Willow had Val Kilmer as as like Mad Martigan and That's not doing it. That names aren't helping. 
Willow, he's he's the guy with dwarfism, and he saves the baby, and it's like a magic I baby. I haven't seen the movie, so this isn't oh going to help. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember that thing you don't know anything about. <laughs> Let me give you some details. I can't believe you've never seen Willow. It's right up your alley. It's so weird. All right. It's going on the list. Uh, yeah, fine. Okay, but whatever. So she was. she's the evil – well, not evil. She's the witch from – from willow and i don't remember her name but that's who she is and that's why i recognized her so moving forward dorothy's brought from like this lovely parlor and office situation into like a scary sanitarium uh hallways with like cold scary lighting and cold scary orderlies and it looks like like a haunted monastery yeah it's very creepy so she gets stuck in a room by herself she sees auntie m leaving out the window and then the blonde girl is in her room like i'm pretty sure the door didn't open and she's holding a pumpkin as you do and she's like here here's a pumpkin like a carved jack-o'-lantern and dorothy's like oh yeah it's halloween soon and i go oh ian it's a halloween movie and that's all we ever get about halloween you did it babe <laughs> you found a halloween movie that isn't about halloween then there's like some thunder and the blonde runs away and did she run away or was it supposed to be like she disappeared? She's kind of like disappeared. Yeah. yeah. She like disappeared when Dorothy's head turned. Um, Dorothy was combing the pumpkin with her comb. Listen, Dorothy's in a very stressful situation. Yeah. I, under- I understand not everything. If she found comfort, find comfort. Sure. It was weird. It begins to rain. So we have thunder and rain. And then the head nurse comes. This is where Sam looks at me and goes, I have a prediction for you. And I go, oh, yeah? She goes, this movie's going to suck. No. Uh, She goes, they're going to put her on a machine, and lightning's going to strike, and something's going to go wrong. And I go, okay, I'm not betting against you, because that's absolutely what's going to happen now that you've said that. And guess what? It's almost what happens. Not quite what happens. So the head nurse comes in, and she says, would you like to go for a ride on a gurney? And I'm like, no. The answer is no every time, folks. (laughs) Right. So Dorothy is made to lie down and strap onto the gurney. And she's like, did I hear someone scream? And the nurse is like, nope. Would you like to try on a straight jacket? (laughs) Questions you don't answer. So then the... They're in the room with this machine and she's strapped to the gurney. It's like fucking nighttime. Like, this is real shady. This is scary and shady. Right? So... You and I had a conversation that I think is important. If you are a goofy, good-natured, but experimental scientist, do not hire the most terrifying-looking humans Mm. to be your assistants. For real. You need, like, calm, goodwill. I always think of you need, like, the people that encourage, you know, lure people into a cult. You know, like, yes, everything's wonderful. Maybe, like, a smile that reaches their eyes. Give me a little Willy Wonka, you know? Don't give me a clockwork orange, because that is horrifying and make me want to run away. Well, so the doctor is a little Willy Wonka, because he's got a little bit of a creep Mm. factor, but he's not, like, scary. He's just like, there's something off about you, guy. But you're you're fine. You're fine. That's actually a good comparison. Yeah. He he doesn't look you don't think he's gonna harm you, but at the same time right. you're like, something's up. Maybe his friends will. <laughs> Especially the way they look, yeah. 
Yeah, so they're they're very scary. Maybe his friends will. <laughs> this guy looks kind of trustworthy, but his friends might hurt me. <laughs> That's kind of what the situation <laughs> is oh. that we're in. Oh, man, I hate when I get in those scenarios. <laughs> so the doctor pulls out this. It looks like a headset. From the original Walkman. Right. It's like flat metal earpieces, and they look very imposing. And he says, we're just going to put these on your head and we're going to draw all those dreams out of your head. And they're testing the electricity as the thunder is rolling. And it's like, wow, wow, Yeah, wow. the like, answer when someone says this is what we're going to do, <laughs> like as they're putting the anesthesia on you, you go, nope, no, we're not going to do that. And this whole scene was so cr- Like we both were commenting like, this is very scary for a kid. This is a creepy scene. It was like dark and moody and everybody seemed very like... They had bad motivations. She's about to get this like headset on her head and be electrocuted, like really horrifying. I'm imagining myself as like an eight year old being like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, this was before we cared about the feelings of children. (laughs) Trauma, you're going to have a lot of it. Let's start it now. I just want to interject quickly here. Hmm. So ECT, as it's called now. Electroconvulsive therapy used to be electroshock therapy, which is a little scary sounding, but ECT is actually the way they do it is like very effective. And it actually is really good for like anxiety. Depression is, is one of the main things they treat in PTSD. So people like joke about it and like make it like this big whole thing, but it's actually like a very effective treatment and it's, and it's very humane. <laughs> it's not this, it's not scary at all. You mean they don't put a cattle prod in your butthole? <laughs> Well, it's kind of what this is making you feel like, right? I mean. So, yeah. I needed needed to put that out there because he gets a real bad rep. Because before I got into mental health, I was like, electroshock therapy, that's fucked up. And then I learned about it. And I'm like, oh. I mean, even as you tell me that now, I'm still like, oh, that's terrifying. No, it is. It sounds very scary. So then as he's about to flip the switch to turn the electricity on. She's got the headset on. She's strapped to the gurney. The electricity goes out. And then you just hear people screaming, obviously patients, just screaming. And I was like, this is really disturbing. <laughs> this is very disturbing. What electronic device was muffling those screams? Because it didn't sound like they hadn't been screaming up until then. Well, maybe they got scared because the lights went out. That's what I was thinking. All right, that's fair. When you're held in what looks like the dungeon of a medieval monastery, I'd be screaming when the lights go out. So everybody leaves the room. They leave Dorothy just laying there, still strapped to the machine, (laughs) still strapped down. And I turn to E and I go, dude, this is like a final destination moment. Yeah. Like something's going to strike that thing and she's going to get electrocuted. Yeah. Her LASIK eye surgery is going to go wrong. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I thought of. Mm. So then the blonde girl runs in. And she sets Dorothy free and they run off together and they're running through the halls. They hide behind some lab coats so nobody sees them. And then the nurse finds them and chases them outside. Into the end of the world rainstorm. Right. And so Eden and I both at this moment, I was like, hold up. I was getting the impression that maybe this girl was not real, right? Yes. Yeah. And you said the same. And so... I wasn't sure what was happening here. 
No, and I was like, isn't this a movie about Oz? Are we going to go to Oz? I was figuring this was some kind of contrivance to get her there, and I was right. I mean, you knew it was, but it just <laughs> it took its time. Yeah. I think they had to establish that everyone thinks that she's crazy or something. Well, they did. So. And then they killed a kid. Yeah. So the kids, Dorothy and the blonde girl, run away and they run to like a rushing white water rapid river. Yeah, as you do. And the blonde girl falls in and then Dorothy jumps in and the nurse is screaming like, no, like she seemed genuinely afraid for the well-being of these children. (laughs) That's what the impression I got. That's exactly how you should behave there unless you were trying to kill them. And so at this point, Dorothy climbs into some random like cage that's floating. It's a cage. Dude. It looked like a shark cage made out of wood. It did. We've lost the blonde girl. She's gone under and we just don't see her anymore. Pretty sure. I, I wrote, she, is she dead? She dead is what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the storm calms down and we see Dorothy floating in this cage thing asleep. And it looks like she's out to sea in, in Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. So the sixth of the Great Lakes, Lake Kansas, is known for its <laughs> rushing rapids and child death. <laughs> and then it's tranquil, moonlit seas. You know, Kansas, in the middle of the whole Dust Bowl thing, you got this lake. <laughs> so, yeah, so she wakes up floating, and her chicken, Belina, is in the cage with her. Mm-hmm. And Belina can talk. Yes. Well. And she's totally unfazed. By the fact that her chicken is talking or by the fact that her chicken is somehow there with her, which is the thing that I was most confused about. How did the chicken get there? Dude, it's Oz, man. It, it, how did the how did a meteorite shoot a key into her backyard? I don't know. Maybe reverse meteorite. Maybe her friend sent her a shooting star with a chicken on it. I don't know. Maybe, Bel- maybe Belina sent the shooting star all along. <laughs> so... So Belina's there. And suddenly they are um, in the middle of a desert in what looks to be a large puddle. And the water is rapidly receding. Mm-hmm. And the chicken's like, where did Kansas go? And the chicken is hilarious. Oh, my God. Star of the movie. Yeah. She's got one-liners out the wazoo. She is not having anybody's shit. Nope. She kind of reminds me of of Dot from Spaceballs, the Joan Rivers robot character. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? I do. Okay. I was going to say, if you don't, I swear to God, I'm coming in that room. And- Dude, I've seen Spaceballs more times than I can. Yeah. Get. Okay, good. I like coffee when I'm looking at my radar. She kind of gave me that vibe, like the sassy sidekick vibe. Mm-hmm. So then as Belina's talking to her, Dorothy goes, well, it would make sense that you're talking to me if we were in Oz. And she goes, oh, Belina, we must be in Oz. I'm like, oh, okay. So weird. So then she says, well, if this is Oz, then we're in the deadly desert. And mm-hmm. I was like, the what? <laughs> what now? You know, when you're a kid and you watch The Wizard of Oz, they have like the happy cornfield and the happy flower land and now they have the deadly desert yeah. so that's fun fun times 
And she basically says anything living that touches it turns to sand and we have to jump rocks to get out. So that's what they do. These conveniently placed rocks. Yeah. And they, they, the soundtrack, the soundtrack in this movie is very strange because they're rock jumping to the sounds of like a booping keyboard. Like doop, doop, boop, boop, doop, boop. I don't, I don't have word. I don't have words for the soundtrack. So then we see while they're doing this, there's a rock there. And the rock has eyes and an angry face. And it's very claymation-y. And that is one of my favorite effects in this whole movie is the claymation angry rock faces. So insane. I am so glad you said that because I really enjoyed them in this movie. I wish there was more more of it. They are absolutely ridiculous. They're actually very creepy. I feel like as a kid, I was probably afraid of them. I don't remember, but I was probably afraid of them. And they are funny. They're funny. Oh, absolutely. So then Dorothy and Belina come upon a lunch pail tree. Oh, I need one And of I these. wrote, wow. It's literally a tree with lunch pails growing off of them that say lunch. Yeah, and I love it. Open them. There's a ham sandwich inside. I need a dessert platter bush. That sounds magical. Yeah. How about like... A latte shrub. (laughs) (laughs) So here's where it starts to become established that Dorothy knows a lot about Oz. She knows all about its geography. She knows all about its flora and fauna. Mm -hmm. I I didn't think she had spent that much time there the first time around. So I'm a little bit like confused. Yeah, little did you know she got her graduate degree in Oz. It's very reminiscent of like Narnia to me, a lot of this, where the kids, they go and they spend forever there in in one day. And then it was just very weird. It's very weird to me. And they come back to a happy terrier. You're right. (laughs) Little fucker. So the evil rock is watching them eat their lunch. Mm -hmm. And then we get the evil rock reporting to its, to your majesty. And it's like, your majesty. What evil rock? basically that's kind of what he sounded like he's like Dorothy is here and she's eating a ham sandwich how dare that bitch keep an eye on her (laughs) well then we get she has a chicken with her a chicken the king is like oh god damn it fucking chicken what the fuck and they start freaking out about chicken and Ian and I were laughing because we're like, wait, what? Why is he so upset about a chicken? I should have known in that moment that that was going to be our climax of the film. Yes. Spoiler alert. Uh, the chicken plays heavily into the resolution of the problem in Oz, which is not f- not implied or foreshadowed in any way whatsoever. <laughs> God damn it, chicken. Girl, the chicken. Oh, <laughs> So then we're in the woods, and Dorothy finds the crashed house from when she was there six months ago. Turns out it's way more than six months in Oz. I mean, it has to be because a forest has grown up around it. Right. right. Everything's gone. Everyone's gone. The yellow brick road is grown over and busted up. She starts running down this busted ass brick road, and Ian and I are both oh, like, oh god. god, she's gonna fucking fall and smash her face. Just- she was running with that cadence of a child that can't fully control its body yet, 
And right. having one at that age, which can't, it was the most anxiety I felt in the movie since like watching <laughs> A Quiet Place. It's <laughs> like waiting for your kid to fall and smash their face. Yep. Oh my God. I'm like, am I going to have to console this child? Don't do it. So she's just running down the road going, oh no, oh no. And we're like, what the fuck? So then the evil rock report is like, they're on the way to Emerald City. And the king goes, don't worry. She won't get past Mombi. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Is it like mom zombie? That's like, I couldn't figure out what that was going for. But no. first off, yes, I wish it was a mom zombie. <sighs> Second, the evil rock report sounds like a show on MTV from like the late 80s. <laughs> that would be great. I'm Kurt Loder. You're listening to the Evil Rock Report. No, that would be that would be too evil for Kurt. You're right. Kurt is a straight shooter. He was the that would be, who was who was the one who did the heavy metal show? Ricky something. I oh, dude, I know exactly I who too, you mean. Yeah, I, can't, I was too young. I'm Ricky Schmigishman, and I do pointy <laughs> hair stuff. Yeah, I have a rat tail, <laughs> and I got this Metallica shirt. My T-shirt has a couple holes in it. Why do people pay me to wear stained clothes? I don't know. Drinking. <laughs> oh, man. MTV, I miss you at your peak. I know. Same. Late 80s, early oh. 90s MTV was... So good. Gold, man. Yeah. I'll even take MTV with fucking Carson Daly and TRL. Oh, and Spring Break you know? and all that stuff was at least fun. Yeah, because at least there was music. And not ridiculousness all day long. I don't even think I've ever seen that show. Have you seen YouTube? You've seen that show. Oh, okay. Well, then, there you go. Wait, actually, correction. Have you seen YouTube, but have, like, your unfunny friends trying to talk about it and sound cool? Then you've seen that show. Uh, so it's like they just, like, rode the Tosh.0 wave to into oblivion? If you took Tosh.0 and forced Wylan out into it, you have ridiculousness. Oh, ew. Okay, yeah. well, let's get it's, back to this movie. It's awful, yeah. Because that sounds terrible. So now Dorothy comes to the end of the Yellow Brick Road, and she finds a completely decimated Emerald City. There's no Emerald anymore. It's barely any city. Right. It's just looks post-apocalyptic. It's like New York in the 80s. Kind of, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, post-apocalyptic Emerald City sounds... Like, it might be a fun thing to delve deeper into. Yeah, you know what doesn't sound good? The wheelers. She walks in. It's sort of like a courtyard-looking thing. And this is, again, like, very Narnia. There's lots of people turned to stone. There's, like, people with their heads missing. I think I wrote at this point, it felt like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting vibe. Yeah, they there's some graffiti that says, beware the wheelers. And these are the things I remember... Well, there's two things I remember most, but and these are one of them from when I was a little kid. They terrified me, like really terrified me. I had nightmares about them. And you you see them kind of like rolling around. So she finds the Tin Man is frozen. The Cowardly Lion is frozen. She's very upset. The Tin Man got the shaft in character design. Oh, yeah. He looked like a, a cartoon. Yeah. And he was little. He was like really skinny. Yeah. And the cowardly lion was really small, too. He was like a lion cub. He was like a baby. Yeah. I was like, all right. So I guess everybody's regressing in age as time goes on. Who knows? So the, then the wheelers arrive. And they are on all fours. 
Uh, their hands and feet are wheels, so they're rolling around. And they're wearing, they look like clown suits, right? Clown sure. suits. And they're wearing these masks, these like really creepy masks over their weird faces. And they're just like laughing and like making these creepy noises. And I like, I wrote down and I said to you, how are these in a children's movie? Like who let me watch this? They look like a Nickelodeon nightmare. They are scary. We'll wind up posting pictures and or videos of them because they're very scary. Um, they're screeching at each other to communicate. It's like like little animals. Yeah, it's just some fucked up Willy Wonka shit. Yeah, it's very weird. So at this point, she gets Dorothy gets back down an alley and she finds a keyhole and uses the old key from the beginning to open the keyhole and go inside. And here's where she finds. Oh, hold on. But before that happens, she goes inside and through the keyhole, the wheelers. Oh, hold on. I wrote this quote down. Yeah, I was going to say, I know I have it here, Ian. Quote the wheelers because they say something horrifying. I'm going to try and do my best wheeler. You have to come out sometime. We'll tear you into little pieces and then throw you into the deadly desert. Right. Like, wow. first of all, they look scary. They sound scary. Yeah. And now they're threatening to murder a child in a horrendous way. Multiple ways, yeah. We're not just going to tear you up. We're then going to destroy your remains. This is one of the more gruesome threats in a child's movie I've ever heard. Right. So I'm not at all surprised why this movie scared me at this point. At this point in the movie, and I haven't even gotten to the other thing that I remember being afraid of yet. Oh, I know what it's going to be. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> yeah. Can't believe they show full frontal. Yeah. No. <laughs> Big old dicks. Gnome King is rocked out. I do I got have a few words. Jewel dick. A bedazzled, yeah, I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me, actually. He seems the type. Dude, but it was in like his creepy human form, so it was really scary. Yeah. Ooh. So the room that Dorothy is in now, mm -hmm. um, and Belina. It's kind of a closet chicken. at best, yeah. Right. They find a cog man who looks like Sam the Snowman from Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer. He does, and he's my vote for best character in this movie. Yes, this is Ian's favorite. And his name is TikTok. Mwah. Make it stop, DJ. Turn that music up. <laughs> so he has... The one thing that's really handy in this movie is that there are directions on everything. So she mm -hmm. reads the directions and follows the directions. So I don't know if that was like, children, make sure you read your directions <laughs> and follow oh, hey. them. Children, try to take a lesson from this abject horror. <laughs> While you're terrified and your frontal lobe is offline, retain this. Everything's trying to kill you. Doctors will hurt you. <laughs> But make sure you read the directions. Oh, my God. So weird. So he is guaranteed to work perfectly for a thousand years. So we're getting at this point that it's been probably about a thousand years since she's been in Oz. Dude, Maybe a little more. I just get envious because nothing we buy nowadays is guaranteed for like three weeks. This guy was working for a thousand years. They just they made better products back in the day. Yeah. Must be a Toyota. So she starts turning. He has little knobs for thinking, mm -hmm. moving, and what's the other one? Speaking. Speaking. 
and so she has so she winds him up i like how she editorializes she's like i'll yes. turn his brain on so we can have thoughts first and then i'll turn his mouth on so we can understand what he's thinking and then i'll turn his mm -hmm. shut the fuck up and turn the knobs yeah and that's how a lot of the movie progresses and it's very strange this movie is two hours long they could have cut back quite a few minutes well and the thing is is i think that's how that's the only childish aspect of the movie to me is that whole part of it that and her behavior with the doctor at the beginning yeah yeah it's very strange so she's asking like you know what happened what's going on instance he's like are you dorothy gale oh yeah that's exactly that's the first thing he says and he says oh the scarecrow the king scarecrow locked me in here to wait for you when everything started to turn to stone and then i wound down uh and that's the last thing i remember so here you said to me oh so it must have been a thousand years but i argue because she winds him up and he breaks down way sooner than that that who knows how long it was at this point yeah that's that's very true it says guaranteed to work perfectly for a thousand years so maybe after a thousand years he's not really guaranteed anymore the war the warranty has run out yeah it's kind of like your powertrain warranty yeah do you get phone calls in oz where like the wheelers show up and be like hey your tiktok's warranty is about to expire oh god spam calls <laughs> in oz spam wheelers um, they be like hey your tiktok so there's a moment I totally miss that I need to say. Mm. When the wheelers chase her in that room, they see the chicken. And they're like, the Gnome King doesn't allow chickens. And they're like, there's a chicken! There's a chicken! And they're yeah. freaking out about the chicken. And I'm like, Ian. What the fuck? What is going on with the chicken? <laughs> I mean, clearly they don't allow the chicken. And right. she broke a rule. Right, so... It's cut and dry. One more tick in that box. Now TikTok says to Dorothy, I am your obedient servant. Keep me wound up, which obviously doesn't happen because he has to tell her that. And then they leave the room through the door that she came in. So just on that point, I would argue the most children's movie-like thing about this movie is how they overly explain everything, expecting their audience to not be able to pick up on any subtlety. I agree. That's why I, that's sort of what I was saying earlier when it was her like constantly narrating everything and reading directions, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Because yeah, that part seems very childish. It's just strange because they made a rated X movie <laughs> for children. All it's missing is like full frontal nudity. Just a couple nip slips. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. So as they're walking out, the wheelers aren't there anymore. TikTok is marching to like a, a marching band song mm -hmm. is playing. Oh, dude, I can't even explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Ian was cracking <laughs> up. <laughs> It's like a that's a, like yeah the tuba sounds for like the old cartoons with a very large person. It was like a cheerful parade. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Then the wheelers show up, and TikTok is like Dorothy, back up, I got this, and he starts spinning around and smashing them with Dude, one of the lunch pails. In the words of the great Gary Goldman, "Do not run face first into the lunch pail." It's right, a very defendable attack. Yeah. Can defend. Can defend. He's stationary spinning. <laughs> Don't wheel into it. 
So one of them's yelling, you'll be sorry. And the thing that I like about TikTok is he's like, uh, I'm a machine. I'm incapable of being sorry, but thanks yeah. anyway. <laughs> and I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah. So then they catch one. All the wheelers run away, but he has one. And they're demanding information from him. And he says, the Gnome King turned everyone into stone. And Princess Mombi is the only one who knows where the Scarecrow is. This poor actor was asked to do the most ridiculous role. I He did it well, but I that, that had to be fucking weird. Well, so he played one of the orderlies in the beginning half of the movie. He was one of the orderlies. Did you recognize him? Yeah. When you say that, I actually recognized him. Yeah. Which leads to one of my main, main thoughts of, yeah, is this really happening? Which we'll talk about later. Yeah, it's like the original movie where everybody has a counterpart. Mm-hmm. Like Mrs. Gulch is the Wicked Witch and like the farmhands are all the, the scarecrow and the lion and all that. They're all played by the same people. So we see a little bit more of that here. So that he was the orderly, the wheeler that they captured. And so the wheeler takes them to this castle that is apparently Princess Mombi's castle. They walk in and it's like dusty and dirty and gross. Yeah. And then they like turn a corner and all of a sudden it's like a gilded room with every crystal chandelier and mirror you could imagine. Donald Trump's castle. Yes. The gaudiest, ugliest, most Which ridiculous thing. Which means he did not pay anyone for the work on it. Of course not. And there's a lady in a glorious dress oh, playing yeah. a mandolin. And she's just like, hmm, oh, hi. I'm going to go put on something more <laughs> appropriate. Why don't you basic. just come with me and leave your friends? And Dorothy's like, okay. And I'm like, no, girl, what are you doing? Just a little situational awareness is all you needed in this movie to avoid a lot of problems. Right. So from that room, they walk into another room, which is where like my childhood nightmare began. Oh, this was f- fucking cool. It is. It's cool. As an adult. Not for kids. As a kid. not No, not cool. They walk into this room. It's like a long, almost hallway. Mm-hmm. And there's all these glass. Display cases. Display cases, right. Of heads, of ladies' heads. And they're all numbered. They're just heads. Mm-hmm. And all the heads are staring at Dorothy. It's a very Futurama moment. It was. It They weren't in liquid. The Hall of Presidents from Futurama. Yeah. Almost exactly what it was. I can't believe they had Nixon's head in this movie, too. <laughs> that would have been better. So the head that the that Mombi is wearing at the moment is like real chill. Doesn't seem too sinister. Kind of stoned. She takes off that head, mm-hmm. puts it in its case, and goes and gets another head and puts that head on. But whose head is that? Again, as a child, I was mm. horrified. So the head she puts on now, is this the head that's the head nurse? This is the head nurse, yeah. Or I thought it was the next one. Nope, that's the same one. It's the same person? This is a nice version of it, and then that one's like a messy version of it, I thought. Because I was going to say, I wrote in my notes that this one looks like the head nurse, but I know I know for sure that the the other one is the head nurse. Yes, Okay. This one is like very lovely looking, but she is straight evil. So the new head is evil, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
she suddenly is like, um, the king took all the emeralds and the scarecrow and he has them in his mountain. And mm-hmm. I'm going to lock you in a tower so that you grow up in a few years. Uh, and I'm going to take your head because you're, you're kind of pretty. You'll be kind of pretty. I'll, I could use you. Hi, all you children in the audience. We're going to decapitate you now in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. So then she grabs Dorothy and Belina the chicken comes to her rescue, smashes mm-hmm. this lady in the face. TikTok's action has run down. Of course, within minutes, his action has run down. So that's so he's just standing there like, I can't move. Sorry. And Dorothy goes, that's OK. It happens. That's, that's understandable. That's understandable. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wow. All right. This kid, this kid has like zero affect. This kid gets it's, it. Life sh- shit happens. She has what I would call a blunted affect. She just is like, okay, <laughs> sure, whatever. Why not? I'm just gonna. I have no emotions. Wait till you see me in the craft. <laughs> oh my god, so good. So that oh, we should probably mention that this is like Baby Fruza Balk, who is Nancy from the craft. And if somebody doesn't know that, then I don't want to talk to you. So Dorothy's in the tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a dusty room full of relics. She's just like not concerned. She gets locked in and she's just like, oh, I'm just going to wander around and look at shit. She sees a mountain in the distance that's all by itself. And it's basically mm-hmm. the lonely mountain from Lord of the Rings, right? Or um, from The Hobbit, right? Yeah. Just lonely, lonely mountain. And she gets some there. Now there's some sad music and Dorothy finds like an old picture of her, f- like a painting of her friends. Yep. And then all of a sudden we hear a man's voice. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the worst thing in the entire movie, in my opinion. Oh, easily. Easily. He goes, Mom? Uh, Mom? So it's a pumpkin-headed man. He's got a big jack-o'-lantern for a head. His name is Jack Pumpkinhead. And I I Googled because I thought so. He's the direct inspiration for Jack the Pumpkin King in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, at least something good came out of this character. Right. Yeah, right. Positive. All right. We'll take a positive. I'll, I'll take it because it's one of my favorites. So he says, can you just check my head for signs of spoiling? <laughs> like, that was the best thing he does. Yeah. So Dorothy just pokes around his head and she's like, no, everything's fine. So he's also dressed like a clown. He's got branches for limbs. He says his mom built him to scare Mombi mm-hmm. and that he was obviously like he was thwarted and she used the powder of life on him to bring him to life. Mombi used the powder of life and yeah. she keeps it in cabinet number 31 with her original head. That's when I knew we weren't watching a sci-fi movie finally when they have a powder <laughs> of life. That was the giveaway. And he also says her heads all come from the headless statues that are out in that courtyard. Mm. So that's, there's that. And that checks out. And he says something to the, that kind of is weird. That's like, Oh, when she changes heads, like she doesn't remember from head to head, like what Mm. happened until she puts the other head back on. And I'm like, "Uh, that seems really inefficient and unnecessary for detail for this movie. So then Jack is like, are you my mother? And Dorothy's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, can I call you mom? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, ew, what? She's a baby. When he said that, all I could think of was like, a mother bird sat on her egg. The egg jumped. It jumped, it jumped, it jumped. 
We've been reading Are You My Mother far too many times to our daughter because it's one of her favorites. So that's all I could think of. Mom, yeah. I'm not your mother. I'm a small child. Yeah. So Jack Pumpkinhead walked on. Yeah, but she, she says sure. So he's calling her mom through the rest of the movie, which I found to be very weird. I started taking a tally and I just gave up at 14. I was just like, mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Because oh, he's like a baby too. So I hate him with all my movie passion. He basically is a baby. He's like, Mom, I'm, mom, I'm scared. Mom, mom, mom. He's mom. Cartman. Yeah. Oh God. So they go out into the gilded room where TikTok is. They wind him back up. Mm-hmm. She sends him back upstairs with Jack with some sort of plan, which we'll find out about in a minute. So then Dorothy goes into Mombi's room where Mombi is sleeping. I think you looked at me at this point and said, what is the plan to stomp up the stairs and wake everybody up? Well, because that's how TikTok walks. He's, he's, oh, we should probably say that he's made out of like metal and he looks to be the size of like one of those pot-bellied stoves. Yeah. And he's completely metal. We didn't say that. That's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, he like, looks totally... like he's made of brass. And he's got like a little mustache. All we did was say that he looked like a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does of metal. So, guys, uh-huh. mystery solved for all you listeners. So, Dorothy's in Mombi's room. She's Mombi is mm-hmm. asleep. She's snoring aggressively. The red key that opens all the head doors is tied to her wrist, and Dorothy needs it to go get the powder of life. Because I guess enough people come by trying to steal her head key that she has to tie it herself while she sleeps. I I guess all the sure. dealers. I mean, they they have a very coked up, mischievous personality to them, so I wouldn't put it past them. Unfortunately, they don't have hands, so keys would be challenging. There is that. There is that. So what's happening upstairs is that TikTok and Jack are building a couch sled (laughs) thing with a moose head and palm frond wings to sprinkle the powder of life on so it can fly them away, that it will come alive. A very Da Vincian design. Yeah, actually, yeah, kind of. Definitely. But like not his good ones. This one is like one of the ones you find that book. You're like, oh, Da Vinci, were you having a weekend? Okay. Yeah. He was on a bender and just yeah, blacked out. Dorothy gets the key. She opens the cabinet. So all the heads are sleeping. Mm-hmm. They've all got their eyes closed. She opens cabinet number 31. The original head looks like it has been through some things. This cabinet looks like a middle school locker. It really does. And then there's a, a bottle with large lettering that says powder of life on it so that she knows exactly what it is. To be fair, she, Mombi got it from a traveling salesman. I feel like that's a snake oil bottle if there ever was one. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. But it actually works, so mm. she can't really call him a snake oil salesman. So as she's taking the powder, the head opens its eyes and starts yelling. And this is the moment that I remember being horrified of when I was a kid. Oh, you didn't like this? (laughs) When she lifted the head off and switched the heads, like that scared me. But this part, so all the heads start screaming in the hall, in their display cases. They all just start screaming. And then Mombi's headless body gets up and starts Uh, fucking chasing her. And I I was like... Listen, I, as an adult, I love it. I love it. But all I could think of was 
w- like when I was a kid, seeing that and being so terrified. As a kid, I was scared by "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" I couldn't <laughs> have made it through this movie. Yeah, this is really horrifying. So as Dorothy's running out, she can't figure out how to leave because the doors are all mirrors, and she sees this like white figure in the mirror, mm-hmm. and that's it's obviously the blonde girl. Ian and I both were like, oh, that's the blonde girl. She's in the yep. mirror. She's trapped in the mirror. Cool. Yeah. So that's the door. So she runs out. She runs up to the tower. She sprinkles the powder everywhere. She's like, it's not working. And TikTok's like, read the instructions. Are there magic words? <laughs> and there are. <laughs> I was waiting for the magic words to be like, please and thank you. <laughs> right. We shall teach our children. <laughs> Don't forget to use your manners. So she says the words. I, there's, they're weird. Klaatu, Narato. I can't think of. I can't Nick, remember the last Nixus one. Nixus or something. Yeah. Nictu, yeah. Yeah, Nictu. <laughs> so then we get our flying couch sled with palm frond wings. And, and the moose head is actually, it's called a gump. So they call sure. him Mr. Gump. And it's it starts in talking. His head. So they 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 get on and he flies away and Mombi mm-hmm. screams to the wheelers, go get them and bring back that chicken. Cause she's fucking hates the chicken too. She's mostly only wants the chicken. She's like, get them back here and bring back that chicken. This movie brought to you by the Colonel. Ooh. I could go for a KFC bowl. Oh, man. Dude, I want to try their new, um, they have a new, like, hot, spicy chicken sandwich that I'm interested in. I haven't eaten there in forever, but all I know is they have the KFC bowls. Mm-hmm. Dude, I miss the mm-hmm. spicy ones they did for that short period of time. Those are so good. Oh, yeah. And they're like, no, people like this. We can't have a product that'll keep us in business. We have to merge with another company. Welcome to KFC Taco Bell Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, I'd be into that. I would be too. Okay, let's keep going because I'm now. I want to eat stuff. It's <laughs> my too bad, late for my me bad. to eat. So they're flying. Mommy's in the tower, and she's talking to the girl in the mirror, and she calls her Ozma. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, knowing a little bit of the background, I know who Ozma is. Did I you? knew nothing, but I okay. Did I you put guess? The pieces together pretty easily. Okay, so we'll we'll figure out who she is later. But anyone who knows. The Oz lore knows who she is. So the wheelers are have somehow caught up to the sled moose who's flying. I guess he flies real slow. This part was also very scary. Where the wheelers are chasing them oh, yeah. through the woods. The moose is like flying above with everybody in his sled. And the wheelers suddenly a bunch of them go flying off like a little incline and they land in the deadly desert and they land and they instantly die and then turn into sand and then like fall apart it was a cool effect i liked it it, was very um, cool again yes i thought that was very fun do we even need to say at this point like not great for a kid's movie right i think i can just stop saying that now i think y'all get it right (laughs) I can't believe there's cannibalism later. Yeah. So, yeah. And at this point, we see that the sled is starting to fall apart. Uh, The next morning, the sled is totally falling apart as they're flying. Do you take a nap in this thing? If you're like, she takes a nap in this. She's very tired. She's had a long day. She's only like 10. 
I mean, this is like taking a nap <laughs> on a Spirit Airlines flight. You're not sure if you're going to ever wake up again. We should go out happy and dreaming of nice sure. things. Sure. Like, yeah, it's, it's better than being awake if, the, if that happens. <laughs> so we get this like dramatic moment where the sled's falling apart and Jack's oh head God. falls off and they have to dive to catch his head and everybody falls. But then everybody lands very safely. On the side of a snowy mountain, which happens to be the Gnome King's mountain that they were heading toward. Life's all about timing and good fortune. And when opportunity knocks, be ready. Right. And luckily, they were flying in a couch. So Dorothy fell onto the couch. Yes. And everybody else fell. Right. And everybody else fell into the snow or something. And everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Science checks out. Right. So now we get another evil rock report. Evil rock report. (laughs) This just in. Today on evil rock report. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we get the claymation face and it's like, your majesty, they're on the mountain with a small army. (laughs) And we just start cracking up because it's. And Dorothy. a chicken. Oh, chicken. No, they didn't remember. Oh, you're the right. They didn't not... see the chicken. Right. Because in the so, it's in Jack's head. Right. So we have to we have to say that because at, it doesn't make it clear that the chicken is not visible to anybody. You kind of forget no. the chicken's there because Belina is hiding in Jack's head because Jack is a jack o' lantern, so his head is empty. So she's in his head, and so she's mm-hmm. like just not there. So it's Dorothy, TikTok. Mr. Gump, the moose head on, uh, I think they're just holding him because he's like just a, a decapitated moose head. No, they put him back on the sofa because oh, they put like, him on the sofa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And he's like, if I ever met another Gump, I'd be embarrassed. And I was like, that's oh, right. Gump. Yeah. And Jack with Belina inside of his head. So that's mm-hmm. the small army. So then the whole side of the mountain claymations into a face mm-hmm. and the way they did it was really fun like look it's the 80s yeah. so it's not like wonderful but it is really fun i will have to like see if i can get like a picture or or like a small short video uh because it's silly and fun and i i don't know i liked it it was creepy but it was good yeah it was good so he's like, hi, I'm the Gnome King. Like in this totally, because the whole time he's been like, like mean and nasty. And then now he's like, oh, hi. Oh, what you doing on my mountain? What can I do to help you out? And I'm like, oh. I, I got some rocks in my pocket. Yeah. So he's acting like a nice guy. And Dorothy's like, you know, where are the emeralds? Where's the scarecrow? And he's like, oh, so you think that if someone steals, then they should just give it back, right? But what if they don't want to? It starts to sound a little sinister now. He's yeah. starting to be like, well, that's funny. Hmm. Ha ha ha. So then Dorothy says like, well, you know, if you took something and don't want to give it back, then I'm here with my army to force you to give it back. And so then the king starts laughing at her and he's laughing. And as he's laughing, the mountain breaks open and she falls down a hole and like does this Alice in Wonderland psychedelic float through yeah. rocks and lights and all this shit. And all the while the Gnome King is narrating. It was a good exposition dump. At least you had yeah. something interesting to look at. 
You know, didn't know that's how mountains worked, but. Right. Falling through a mountain and there's gigantic hunks of crystals and shit. And he's like, we make everything. Me and all of my gnomes make all of the stuff in the mountains. And then you people dig into the ground and take it. And so I took, I took it back. Yeah. Um, Like we make crystals and shit. You guys steal them. And they're mine. Dorothy lands underground. And as she lands, she sees the scarecrow. He goes, Dorothy. And then all of a sudden he's gone. <laughs> that was weird. And I was like, what? Because he also looked like a cartoon. Right? A really weird cartoon. Yeah. Like a humanoid cartoon, but looked cartoony. He just says he's really hard to place because, yeah, it's like a very car- darkish cartoony. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. I didn't dislike it. It was just very no. not what I would expect. Especially coming off of, you know, listen, this was how many years after the first one? I don't no, know. Wrong like person to add. Tw- at least 40. 15. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years, 30 years, whatever. Between 15 and 100 years later. <laughs> so I, the aesthetic was so different in her cohorts that it was a little yeah. bit jarring. So he's gone. And then we hear the Gnome King. Dorothy's like, where did he go? And the Gnome King says, oh, I transformed him. I forgot he was there until you got here. And so I transformed him. And now he's one of my ornaments. And she's just crying, like laying on the ground crying. Yeah. And the Gnome King comes out, like his little rock hand comes out. He's like, there, there, don't cry. It's okay. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I yeah. know how to cheer you up. And then all of her friends slide in from above. Gnome King's got a really weird personality. He's a little sadistic. Mm-hmm. I don't and hate it, like, but he'd be hard to work for. You know what, buddies? We're going to play a game. Let's play a game. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. It was very Saw-like. Oh, I wrote Saw? Yeah. <laughs> This movie influenced a generation of filmmakers and writers. Dorothy, you you have ruined kingdoms. You have killed witches. You have one chance to get out. I don't know why I went Sean Connery with Jigsaw right there. That was odd. Well, because you can't do accents, so you just went <laughs> oh, yes, wherever you why. could. And so... Well, that was Bane, so... <laughs> Hey, if I keep, I'm not gonna pull, keep going roulette on this, but eventually I would maybe hit sorta. I can maybe. only do Marty. We're going back in time. Well, all I can do is Doc Brown. That's all I got. So just, just yelling move. loudly. Yeah. <laughs> ah! So he says the game we're gonna play is. He's like, are you willing to take a risk? And Dorothy's like, yeah, sure. That's no questions. Just yeah, that's fine. And he goes, okay. Well, uh, you guys are going to go inspect my ornament collection. You each have three chances. You got to touch the right ornament and say the word Oz. And if you're right, then the scarecrow will be restored and you all can just leave. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. That's no problem. And in my head, I wrote here, I wrote, but at what cost, Dorothy? Why why is no one asking questions? Yeah, guys, if a weird... (laughs) ruler of some kingdom you're suddenly whisked away to ask you to touch his ornament and say a weird word three times there's a trick there's gonna be a cost to this listen not only that but this guy has proven to not be very kind he's he took all the emeralds from emerald city he turned everybody to stone 
He kidnapped the king. And he's about to offer you the weirdest snacks. Uh, well, and and he's offering to like play a game with you. Like, no, guys, guys no, come on. Come on. So at this point, he gestures and a wall of hands starts pulling itself open in a very cool way. I really like that. My favorite effect in the movie. It pulls open an opening to a cave. It's just a bunch of hands just like pulling back the wall. It looks very cool. Yeah, I'm getting that done for our garage. It's better than that door. (laughs) Yeah, it's obviously claymation, but it looks it looked really cool. Uh, so that happens. And then he's like, let's have some refreshments while the moose goes in to find an ornament. That's not creepy. It's limestone pie mm-hmm. and okay. hot melted silver to drink. All right. Gnome King. Um, you've worked with humans before. Was this just a plot to kill her with mercury? No, it's just hot melted silver. It's not mercury. It's a different element altogether, Ian. My mistake. But still... I do have quite a bit of hot milk in my diet. Yeah. Still very dangerous. Not recommended by nine out of ten doctors. But she's eating the limestone cakes and it's like, oh no, they're fine. And I'm like, uh, but are they really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> For now. Just wait till later. So then TikTok finally says, So uh what's the risk? And at that moment there's a little explosive noise. And the king goes, next. Yeah. And Gump is now an ornament because he failed. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, every time you anyone fails, like, I gave you chances. We had this conversation. Like, you're just going to turn into one of my ornaments. And you said you're willing to take a risk. And you never asked. So. Yeah. Fair point on his part. Right. No one asked any Absolutely. questions before agreeing to this. Absolutely. Like, listen, Dumbo, you made a deal with the devil and you didn't ask yeah. any questions. Two two strikes. Yeah. Okay. And this James Bond villain gave you ample oh, opportunity yeah. to ask questions. Dude, he he definitely James Bond villains this up hard. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. And so they're like, Dorothy's like, that's not fair. And he goes, listen, bitch, you're doing it or you're going into my furnace. And there's like yeah. a giant flame that shoots out. And I'm like, what? this movie is scary. <laughs> This movie is scary. This movie is like an entire movie of the abominable snowman from Frosty for me. Sorry, of Rudolph for me. So Pumpkinhead Jack is next. And we see Belina is hiding in his head as he walks in. But Dorothy's the only one who sees her. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Ian and I were like, oh, shit, there is there's a chicken. Totally forgot about her. Yeah. Totally forgot that the king hates the chicken. So we'll see where this goes. At that point, I was like, all right, how the fuck is the chicken going to be the victor? Right. I had an idea, but I'm like, no way. Well, so listen, I had seen this movie when I was so young that I didn't remember at all the chicken subplot. So I'm trying in my head like. You mean this memorable chicken subplot slipped your mind? I guess as a child, it wasn't memorable. But as an adult, I love Belina. Oh, she's the best. She's great. So I was trying to speculate like. Is she going to peck him? Is she going to like eat his rocks? His his like Is emerald? Is it just an allergy kind of thing? Does he have a pet dander problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So we'll we'll see. But it's just we had forgotten she existed up until now. Yeah. 
at this point, we see that Mombi is headed to the Gnome King with her chariot being drawn by wheelers. Yes, this is a, reminded me of a Dark Souls boss I liked a lot. I enjoyed that. Yeah. No, it looks it looks really cool because it's very creepy. And they have like an underground pathway under the deadly desert. Yeah, yeah. Question how someone built that, but you know, whatever. Whatever. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. At this point, Ian and I started to notice that the Gnome King was a real guy and not clay anymore. That was weird. And he just looks like he looks like Arnold from the Predator covered in mud because he has like real eyes and like a real yeah, mouth. I didn't like this art direction. He was very creepy. He looked scary. Not good creepy. Like I didn't it like was, it. It was whatever. It, it was wasn't the scary 80s. or anything. I just I thought it was shit. <laughs> so but but we needed him to be that because of the next interaction. So mm-hmm. now TikTok goes in. And now Dorothy's alone with uh, the gnome before King. Before TikTok goes in, he has my favorite line in the movie where they're, you know, talking about, you know, you might get turned to an ornament and her and Jack and he are both telling her like, oh, you're going to hate it the most because you're used to being alive and breathing and eating. And TikTok goes, I have always valued my lifelessness. <laughs> like, I just love that fucking guy. I love him. He's so good. So good. So, yeah. So now she's alone with the Gnome King because everyone has failed. Uh, and she's waiting for TikTok because he just went in. Mm-hmm. And so we see revealed here, this is one of my favorite things that happens. The Gnome King is like uh, wearing a giant robe, like a king, like a kingly robe on his throne. Yeah. He's sitting on his throne this whole time. He pulls his robe up a little bit mm-hmm. and sticks his little feet out and f- kind of kicks him around. And well, he's wearing the ruby slippers. And he's like, Ooh, <laughs> look what I have. And so he's like kind of kicking him around. And I'm cracking up because he is he is working those those uh, slippers. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. So funny. So he says the slippers are how he conquered the Emerald City. Question. How did a mountain a king that's a mountain put on the slippers in the first place. Uh, listen, he said that he said that when Dorothy dropped them when she was in her tornado, he found them. They came back home to him because they're made of rubies. I was to say, my that makes the most sense because when you said found them, like what? What is a mountain going out looking for stuff? What? Okay, they they came sense. back to him. It's sort of like the One Ring. Uh, mm. So he's got them on. The one bling to rule them all, and they're. He's a big guy, so they they're big, and mm-hmm. and the, he's working them, and they look real good with his robe. They do, but then he like sneaks them back under his robe. He's like, but they're mine, right? And then he like covers them back up. It's really funny because they <laughs> peek out from time to time, and it's pretty yeah. hilarious. Because he like shows them off. He like stick his foot out and be like. <laughs> now we get a, a notification from one of the their gnomes, the mm-hmm. the little rock faces, a rock report, and he's like, uh, TikTok, the the cog guy. His, he's just standing there not moving. And so Dorothy's like, oh, his action must have wound down. Mm-hmm. I guess I have to go wind him up so that he can take his last guess and, you know, whatever. And the king's like, yeah, yeah, yeah go do that. So he says, well, before you do that, though, these little shiny slippies. And he sticks them out from under his <laughs> robe. And he's like, hey, 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 I can use them to send you home and you'll forget all about us. And uh, she's like, wait, but what about my friends? And he's like, who fucking cares? Okay. So here's one wild theory I wrote down at this point. 
I said, okay, is all of this a dream? She's going through electroshock therapy, and is the Gnome King the manifestation of the machine trying to cleanse this overcapacity of electricity and dreams from her? And if she had, she was fighting it, but if at that point she had given in, would it have succeeded and she would have been quote-unquote cured? Or does she keep resisting it? Now, we'll never know, but that was an interesting thought. Oh, babe, I think you are way overthinking whoever wrote this script I but i like it but it to i be that way, you know? like but. it but yeah so obviously she declines and she goes into the fancy museum room with all the ornaments yeah this was an interesting room for a middle of a mountain it was very weird i like this wallpaper it was like aladdin the cave and the cave of wonders type thing. yes yeah but like a fancy <laughs> roman version of it right and there's just all kinds of shit everywhere a bunch of knickknacks and it's <laughs> my grandma's living room right? <laughs> grandma your dad's mom right yes yeah no that's the one grandma b's room uh don't touch anything no, there there were no there were no haunted little yeah. wind up toys asking for help in this one. It was definitely on my dad's I mean, side. That you know of. Ian made a reference to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here because it's like the Grail situation. Yeah. You gotta you gotta choose the right ornament for your friend. Right. And if your friend was Jesus Christ, which ornament would it be? <laughs> and if you're a Nazi, it'll melt your face off. So Dorothy goes up to TikTok and he's like, whispers, uh, I'm just pretending. I wanted you to be in here. So that way, if when I touch something and it's wrong, it'll give you a clue. Like, you'll see what I turn into and maybe it'll help you find the scarecrow. A good, a good, as good a thought as any in that scenario. Right. So then she gives him a hug and he cries a little tear. Oh, I actually had some feels from this movie. Yeah, I actually wrote that down. I said, Ian just made the saddest noise. <laughs> Because you went, oh, like, oh, no. It was very sweet. And he was a very noble, lifeless robot. And I liked him. So I liked his sacrifice. It was very sweet. So obviously he chooses incorrectly. And then he disappears in a flash. And there's nothing there. Thanks for no payoff film. Doesn't help at all. Dicks. So then we see Dorothy. Dorothy chooses some (laughs) random thing. And she's wrong. Oh, my God. And then we see Mombi arrives. And so Mombi and the king, they have a moment. she's like, Dorothy Gale is here, and she did this, blah, blah, blah. And the king's like, yeah. Yeah, bitch, I know. I know. She's already here. And Mombi's like, oh. Oopsies. And he's like, listen, once, once she turns into an ornament, then there'll be nobody left who remembers Oz, and I will be a full-on human. And he's like, girl, you had one job, by the way, and it was to stop right. her. So I'm going to talk to you later. Right, and he puts her in a cage. So now we see what has been happening is that as each person has turned into an ornament, he has become more humanoid Mm -hmm. in appearance. So now it kind of makes sense. What doesn't make sense is how Dorothy decides she's going to handle this, which is shut her eyes, spin around, and wander, and let the fates take control. Listen, I mean, at that point, there's that's really kind of the only thing you can do, right? No, you can try and look at everything in the room, take your time, and make an educated guess. Yeah, she barely looked at anything. She just randomly picked some shit she up. She walked like a zombie into a table. Fortunately, it was the right table. Yep. 
she grabs a giant green crystal, which is what I would have chosen. You literally, so, so she grabbed a thing next to it first and the second guess it was wrong. And you you were watching it and you go, it's the fucking green man world, isn't it? And I was like, it's going to be the giant green obviously, man world. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So it's the scarecrow. And he's like, hey. He's, <laughs> oh, hey, Dorothy. Uh, doing she, here? she starts going, oh, my goodness. Anything that's green must be people from Oz. So let's just choose all the green things and save everybody. So at this point, the Gnome King realizes what's happening. And he starts getting real mad. He starts turning back into clay. And he's cursing in the most hysterical way. He's going, smudge! Oh, smudge and ashes! And he's like, petrified (laughs) polymorphs! (laughs) I mean, that is now in my vernacular. So he's pissed. The wheelers have run away at this point because he scared them away with yeah. his rage. They got the fuck out of there, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, listen, they're a bunch of wimpies. They they look real scary. They're a bunch of wimpy dudes. So the room that Dorothy and Scarecrow are in she turns. She turns the moose back. Right, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Gum. Yeah, she has. She hasn't turned any anybody else back. The room starts to break apart. The gnome king appears, mm-hmm. like in like with towering flames behind him, and he's like a claymation <laughs> creature, and he's yelling, and he's pissed, and he's like, "I'm done playing these fucking games." It's not really what he says, but I'm done playing games. Uh, he grabs the gump and they're holding his head. Dorothy and Scarecrow are yeah. holding his head. So his head comes off the sofa and the fucking king eats it. And Ian's yeah. like, oh God, he's eating them. Like, this is Horrifying. awful. Horrifying. Like, really? Really? Uncomfortably weird as an adult. Terrifying as a child. Also, yeah. everyone knows the sofa is the most carbs of any of the furniture you could eat. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to fit in those slippers much longer at this rate. At some point, she turns something back into Pumpkinhead Jack. The king calls on his gnomes. So yeah. I have to say, they're not gnomes spelled G-N-O-M-E-S. They're gnomes spelled N-O-M-E-S. Nomes, yes. Which I guess is like trying to differentiate between like the traditional, like what we think of when we think of like David the Gnome or, you know, something like that. I mean, you could have just come up with a different word. Yeah, maybe or not. Uh, So now all the gnomes start coming out and they're attacking them and they're basically like claymation monsters. They look like actual Mm -hmm. demons. This is if I like watching this as a child, this is Mm -hmm. scary again for the 8000th time. Uh, the Gnome King catches Jack, mm-hmm. and he's about to eat him. He's holding him upside down over his mouth, when suddenly, <laughs> Belina pops out of Jack's eyeball or head hole or whatever. And she's like, what's happening? Oh, my God, I'm terrified. This is terrible. And she fear poops an egg. <laughs> she does. Straight into the King's gullet. Do you have anything to say? No, keep going. I know what do I need to say here? She fears He's... shit an egg into the king's mouth. <laughs> That's a sentence from this movie. Yeah. Uh 
he starts going poison and all the gnomes are like poison 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 and they all just start dying and all the eons are like what the king the king goes don't you know that eggs are poison to gnomes i mean to be fair dorothy should have known because she apparently knew everything about Oz. I guess she didn't know this. Yeah. She didn't know about the king's severe egg allergy. Girl, did you skip poultry in the Encyclopedia of Oz? Come on. Uh, so he disintegrates into flames. So at this point, hold on. I took a note that was slightly tangential because as it's happening, Sam starts screaming, No! I ran out of pages! I ran out of pages! Because <laughs> she had filled up her notebook. <laughs> I had to go oh. run into the other room. I was so upset. I'm like, no, 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 no. And um, our chicken lady, she goes, I finally laid my egg. Oh, yeah. She was so excited because she finally (laughs) laid her egg. That's right. So, yeah, the the Gnome King was defeated by an egg allergy. Yeah. To quote my notes, just because I enjoyed how I wrote it, she killed a mountain king by shitting a fear egg down its mouth cavern. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That happened in this movie. For kids. So Dorothy grabs the ruby slippers, which are fine. Yeah. Uh, And basically, I guess they grant wishes because then she like grabs everybody to her and says, I wish we were all returned to Oz and that everyone was back to life and that the city was restored and blah, blah, blah. And so to quote Spencer, that happens. That happens. Yeah. Oh, they couldn't find TikTok. And so... Oh, yeah. They discover that the Gump has a green metal hanging off of one of his antlers, and it's TikTok. She transforms him back. Mm -hmm. And now we're back in the city of Oz, which has been totally restored with lots of mirrors and chandeliers. And the world's greatest electric bill. Yeah. And it looks like a Danny Kaye movie set, like a Danny Kaye movie, like from back in the day. It kind of reminded me... Of, you know, when we're ever at your mom's house in Christmas time, like the Tim Allen Santa oh, Claus God. movies, it reminded me of kind of like the yeah. third one with Martin Short when he commercialized the North Pole. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what this yes. reminded me of. And they're having a parade, like a medal ceremony, kind of like New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, Belina's on a pillow with a key to the city around her neck. <laughs> Girl it's, deserved it. Holy, she, yes, she did. She saved the world. TikTok is like shined up and beautiful brass and looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's looking good. Uh, Mombi's in her cage. <laughs> Being paraded. I love that they're parading yeah. the prisoner. <laughs> it is It is good. So they get up to like the throne area and everyone's chanting for Dorothy mm-hmm. to be the Queen of Oz. She like puts her hand up. She's like, no. Listen, guys, guys I'm a I gotta child. go back home. I wish I could I wish I could be in both places at once. And as she says that, the slippers flash. Mm-hmm. And in the mirror behind her, we see the blonde girl from the beginning of the movie. At this point I said, did we have like an inception situation where double her let her out in the real world into Oz, who's letting her back right. into the real world? And I was like, I hate this happening. Yeah, we both were like, hold up. So so that's her in Oz and their whatever. And then we started singing the Inception song to each yeah. other. Dream inside a dream. Inside a dream inside a dream. Inside a dream. Yeah. Uh, so it's on the official soundtrack. 
And then <laughs> original motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So this is Ozma, and Dorothy reaches in and pulls her through the mirror. It turns out Ozma is the princess of Oz, and she is Jack's mother, Pumpkinhead Jack's mother. Sure, why not? She's the rightful queen. Mombi had taken her as a slave, and she was promised 30 heads to keep Ozma enslaved and hidden in the mirror. I believe that is the going rate. Yeah. So that's that whole plot point. And then Dorothy is like, oh, um, am I being sent back right now? Oh, I guess I am. Okay. Bye. Yeah, and she goes, come on, Belina. And Belina gets it. And she's like, "Uh, give my love to all the chickens. I'm going to stay here where I'm a fucking hero and have fun in the Dust Bowl. Yeah. She's like, bye-bye. And and Ozma says, you know, if you ever want, I'll check in on you. And if you ever want to come stay here for good, Mm -hmm. you let me know. So, to which I said to Sam, why not just bring your aunt and uncle and stay in this wonderful place? Right. Instead of living in suffering and hardship in the 1890s. It's just, yeah, easy choice. So, Dorothy wakes up in a stream in the woods. Sure. Toto comes running over barking. Why not? Then her uncle comes running over, and we see there's like a search party that's been searching for her. They show up. There's lots of people crying. Mm-hmm. Turns out the clinic that she was in had been hit by lightning. Which checked out, yeah. Yeah. It burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. The doctor died saving his machines. Didn't he want learn anything from Mega Shark and Giant Octopus? You don't need to go down with your ship. They were very high-tech special electric machines that electric grandfather clock was very important then we see a jail wagon ride by with with the head nurse in it and ian and i were both really confused like wait what what did she do is she in trouble like did she burn it down yeah totally unrelated she had cheated on her taxes oh that makes sense okay i get it now yeah Sounds about right. Yeah, the Pe- the Penderton Pemberton's or whatever they were. What were they? The Pendletons? Yeah. Pinkertons? Have been pink- there the it Pinkertons? Is. Got there. Got there. <laughs> the Pinkertons have been chasing her for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. You said, well, you the, said the Pembertons. <laughs> you said the Pembertons, and I'm like, isn't that like a Jane Austen the, thing? The Pinkerchiffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Pinkerchiffs. Yeah. Yeah, so now Dorothy's back home. Uncle Henry has rebuilt the house. He's had a new vigor for life, it seems. Sure. She has a moment where she's in her bedroom. She looks in the mirror, and Ozma and Belina are in the mirror waving to her. I wrote at this point, like, nothing's happening. Like, are they just going to secret smile and mirrors at each other for the rest of their lives? Like, is that what it's going to be? Yes. Yes. All right. So, because then Dorothy goes, Annie M, come see. And Ozma's like, shh. Like, did you learn nothing from any of this movie, you stupid head? No, she didn't. She did not. And then Auntie M's like, what's up? And and Dorothy's like, oh, nothing. Nothing. Everything's cool. And so Auntie M comes in the room and is kind of looking at her like, Mm, yeah. You need to get the fuck outside. Are we cool? We're cool? All right, let's go play outside. So she goes to play outside, and that's the end of the movie. That happened. So that happened. Wow. I'm just going to come out and say I enjoyed this movie. I I had fun with this. 
Uh, I wouldn't have had fun with this as a kid. I can absolutely uh-uh. see why this was terrifying to you and scarring. Uh-huh. And um, I'm a little upset at the movie for costing us all the therapy bills we've been paying all these years. <laughs> but my biggest thing on this movie is I truly want like a little bit of closure on like the idea of, is this all a dream or is this real? Yeah. I, th- I think that's the lingering thing for me. So I definitely want to say that I don't think this is a movie you should show to children under the age of like 13, 40. It's very scary. Like it's yeah. really scary. It's very dark. I like, like, I like that. I like it mm-hmm. as an adult. <laughs> Not as like a seven-year-old or however old I was. Would you have liked it better if we, to the answer is it is all a dream or it isn't a dream and it's real? I think I like the story better if it's a dream. I think it makes more sense if it's a dream. Yeah. I think it's really sad if it's a dream. I think it's a much more interesting story of trauma and yeah, that's what I mean. To struggle with it mentally and the body and all that, and that's why I think I want it to be that because it's more interesting. It's not that it's bad if it's yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a fantasy world and she sucks into it. That's fine. I think it's much more interesting of a risk to take and a story to tell if it's the the dream and the the trauma. Yeah, I think that the thing is, the original sort of did that little dance where Mm -hmm. was it a dream or was it not because you have the same actors playing people on either side and so they did that with this movie too but i feel like in this movie they kind of made it more overt that it probably isn't real just because of a a lot of the um like the machine that he shows her like oh it Mm -hmm. has a face looks like tiktok right yeah yeah and I don't know if the doctor played the Gnome King. I don't know if they were the same person. I don't know if he came into oh, it at all. that's a good question. In the I'm, I'm curious. The end, maybe? Yeah, I'm curious. But I know the he head nurse and the orderly. The head nurse and the orderly were definitely the villains in Oz. Mm-hmm. The chicken following her. Like, okay, sure. The little jack-o'-lantern that was given to her by the blonde girl who may or may not have been real was Pumpkinhead Jack. I mean, the gurney being the wheelies, you know, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the orderly pushing the gurney on wheels. Like, all of that stuff, to me, lends toward it being in her head and that she's really unwell. And that's why it makes me sad. (laughs) I choose to think it's a dream because I don't like to think that there's any reality in which wheelies are a thing through evolution. (laughs) They look like they were like Frankenstein, really. Like Frankenstein's army. Yeah, how does a wheelie procreate? Yeah, let's not even think about that. So I I also like this. I'm like, do I like this? I do. I do like this movie as an adult. As a kid, I, it terrified me. I like it because I like that it's dark. I like that it's weird. Mm-hmm. I think the story's kind of stupid. I think a lot of the, the dialogue is stupid. But the creepy elements are the things that I like. You know what I mean? Like, I liked all the creepy stuff as an adult, but I was having flashbacks to being a child, being afraid of it. So it was a weird experience for me. (laughs) I can imagine that's a lot weirder than my experience, seeing it for the first time as an adult and kind of being like, oh, this is fun. I think if you're a fan of fantasy, if you're a fan of like the Oz world, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really not. I don't I don't like the original movie either. I've never liked it ever since I was a kid. I thought it was weird 
I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't know if many people that have that same opinion, but I don't really care. So if you like that sort of world and you're interested in some of the other stuff, apparently the story is very faithful to the books, Hmm. I guess. Uh, I think it sounds like a fever dream (laughs) trying to read this story. Yeah. But I I like a lot of the dark elements of it. I think that's why I like it. Do you like Narnia and Area 51? Try out this movie. <laughs> Little Lord of the Rings sprinkled in. Yeah. Yeah. Some some saw. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Samwise and Jigsaw? Yeah, so I think that a lot of it is like it's not like a good movie, but it's an interesting movie. It's entertaining. If you like like fantasy movies from that time period, it's sort of like a, a poor man's labyrinth. Uh, it's got a lot of the oh god, you're such a weirdo, <laughs> stupid head. But I've seen Bloody Bill seventeen times. Right, I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> but for those of you who are cultured, it's like a poor man's labyrinth. That's a good way to describe it. It's it's entertaining. You should watch it. That's just all I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 So, return to Oz. We might someday. Yeah. Next week, we're going to take a very unexpected journey. I'm really excited <laughs> for this movie. Um, <sighs> yeah. I'm not, but yeah. <laughs> Sam is dreading it even more than this one. You can follow us and check out all our socials. They're going to be in our episode notes. As long as Facebook stays up and Instagram isn't down, you can check us out there. There's always the Twitterverse. There's always the Twitterverse as well. I'm really excited for to see what we have coming next. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Happy October! <laughs>